I believe that is the intro song for today's show. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cantina MX podcast. Hosting for you tonight, my name is Daniel Perciado, subbing in for John Jagu, who is joining us, I guess, on, on the road. Yes, that's correct. I am uh, right now just south of Waco, uh, luckily able to escape the gas-free zone of Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, and I was actually able to put a little gas in my car and head home. I actually got to work a really cool uh, – we were supposed to do the preseason game between the Cowboys and Texans. It was moved to Dallas and then canceled. But tonight they ended up doing a telethon. And uh, in the middle of the telethon, uh, Jerry Jerry Jones pledged a million dollars to the disaster relief efforts for the folks who uh, in southeast Texas that have just been hammered by Hurricane Harvey. And uh, he actually did it on the air live talking to Des. Brian on the phone really well. It was, it was a great moment. It was a lot of fun to be part of, uh, just a really cool uh, way to help folks raise money. So uh, uh, was enjoyed, happy to be part of that, happy to be part of the show, and happy to uh, jump in and talk to about uh, our, our wonderful world of soccer. Well, we're glad, uh, glad you're able to make it with us, John. Uh, next down the list, uh, we have Albert El Chiquis Campa. Hey, what's up, everybody? Are we on air? I don't see it. Yeah. I don't yeah. see that we're on air. Okay. I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. How's it going today? Any um, Anything interesting happened this week for you? Nah. Drying no. out? Yeah, we're drying out. Yeah. Weeks in the house. We're going to get fixed soon. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, pretty you, you had it a little worse than I did. I was. I live about 40 miles as the crow flies west of you. So you were getting hit by some of the nastier bands, and we were just, I mean, we were, it was raining, don't get me wrong. But you probably ended up with, what, about, what, 10 inches of rain over the, from Friday to Sunday? Yeah, I think so. I, I've seen worse, though. This, the wind messed up a lot of things, though. There was a lot of wind and sideways rain and things like that. Yeah, but, I was uh, not, I was in a panic uh, Thursday night, because the forecast said that we were getting sustained winds of, like, 40 to 50, with gusts up to 80 the entire weekend and uh, you know houses in the US with all due respect are made out of you know toothpicks and chalk and uh, done, nothing, nothing was going to withstand that but luckily for us in Austin at least uh, it wasn't nearly as bad as the forecast I'm sure I, you know well we're definitely definitely glad that you guys uh came out of it relatively unscathed hopefully um hopefully our folks that we have in houston are getting through it okay but um i guess last i guess we have a bit of a skeleton crew not too not too bad uh we have Joel aceves in los angeles good evening Joel. how are you john john i mean dan First, I have it. First, I have no, it. No, no, that's okay. It happens. First, I have it. They know. Just right here, enjoying the games. There's been a busy, busy schedule of games today. World Cup qualifying. Yeah, it's a busy day. To, uh, just to go over the some of the talks that we'll be covering today, we'll be obviously discussing World Cup qualifying, uh, the upcoming match matches for Mexico and CONCACAF, as well as uh, some of the other qualifying that's going around now. Um, going on around the world. 
but before we do um, get into that, we do want to discuss Copa Copa MX. We had uh, some. Is this was that the last? I uh, believe. What's no, that? some games still. Some teams still have a game to go. I That's believe right, Joel requested an opening tirade about Copa MX. <laughs> I know. I don't have my theme song anymore. I, I used to have like. Uh... Well, you'll have it next week. You'll have it next week. I, I do. <laughs> well, Joel does have the conch, so he he. Go ahead and uh, um, un- unleash. Release the Kraken. Yeah, release the crack, and um, I'm assuming uh, this is going to be something about Chivas and uh, their wonderful. No, no, players. just just overall, you know, teams have been taking the the cup a bit more serious, and uh, something John mentioned earlier. You know, since a lot of the teams aren't playing other tournaments, they they focused on this one as well. You know, just giving them more respect. But, but I feel that teams have noticed how like. Just winning, you know. <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought we had a, I thought we had a caller. Um, so, no, no, you know, because winning it will help you overall. You know, it it boosts the team confidence, even the fans' confidence. Something we saw help with Chivas, where they weren't doing too good in the league, but, but they were winning Copa MX and, and, you know, it, it was just hoping the team not be in such a bad place. Sort of happening again, which you as a can win, can win in the season, but they're through to the next round of Copa MX, which it, it just softens, softens the blow, you know, of, of, a, of a bad season. And so, so we're seeing it with like, for example, Cruz Azul beating Tigres and in the past, you know, it would have gotten a shrug. But just being that some of these teams are taking it more serious now, it, it's, you know, it's kind of being seen as a pretty big win. You know, Joel, it's, uh, I agree with you. And I just, I just wish that there was, if they could figure out a way to, that it's not such a, such a drag on the, on, on the personnel to where they're, they're forced not that I don't want to see, you know, other people get an opportunity, but there's no reason to have, you know, for each team to play eight cup games before they get to the knockout stage. So if they, if they, if they found some way to be able to reduce the number of games to the point where the games do become more important, as you say, as you do take it more seriously, I mean, it seems like Copa Mekis to me is a, has a real opportunity to become something much more than what it is. And uh, as you said, the fact that there aren't any teams playing outside tournaments right now, like the Conca Champions or Libertadores or, or Sudamericana, it's allowing all 18 teams to participate, all the clubs in the, in the Ascenso are playing against, against each other. And, and I, I personally like watching Copa Mekis games because I think they're just, they are incredibly entertaining. I did get to watch, uh, sorry, Dan, but I did watch the, the, the Chivas Santos games. It was a, it was a slog because it was just pouring rain in Guanajara. <laughs> but but the game was, you know, despite that, it was still very entertaining. And I mean, I really wanted to see uh, how how things worked out. And then Chivas scored a, a goal that Chiripa went a ball. It literally just bounced off a guy. I think it was Saldiva. It ended up in the net. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and you're right, Joel. 
Chivas having a rough season in in, uh, in in the league, but in Copa Mekis, if they haven't already qualified for the for the quarterfinals, they they're, they're through to the next round. Yes, yeah, so uh, Santos needs to win to... their next game. Dan, it's not lost. <laughs> One win puts him through. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm obviously I'm hoping that they that they continue more more so than anything just to allow some of the the, the other guys some first team action. Uh, my boy Ronaldo Cisneros had a had a rough go. It was a tough game. It was a tough game to, to yeah, especially I, for someone like him. Uh, the, the The conditions weren't favorable. Um, wasn't able to do much. But uh, yeah, that's what happens sometimes. Uh, I, it's, uh, but you I know, got, I got Chep Guardiola's quote on the game, Dan. If you want to hear it. Oh sure, go ahead. So I'm a I'm a translate. I'm a translate. Uh, Just say it in Spanish, dude. He says, "But this for English speakers." No. But, uh, we did not have a good game. Conditions, you know, the conditions weren't for a a more lucid match. Or how would you guys translate lucidor? Um, um free flowing. Free flowing. Free flowing. Yeah. yeah, fluent. Yeah, free flowing. So yeah, he admits that uh, she was the better team, and he says we lacked control of the ball. We weren't able to adapt to the circumstances. And in the end, you know, they, they took advantage of, of their opportunity. Well, it makes sense, Joel, because, I mean, how often does it rain like that in Torreon? Like, never. So it's not something, in that condition that, that Santos is, is ever used to playing. And, and they asked him about... Well, they are like, in a desert. They asked him about the game being, you know, being played despite the FIFA dates. And he said, there's no excuses. Uh, he says the calendar was set since the beginning, and, and no one said anything then, so no one should complain now. Did Santos just, lose any players to the FIFA day? I don't know, to be honest. Uh, that's Dan. Uh, Dan uh, Nestor. Should... Dan? Oh, yeah, the defender, uh, huh? Nestor. Who apparently is hurt. I guess we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But... Yeah, so they yeah, have he... one, one game left. He said, we have one match and we have to win it. So, uh, Dan, I think they will be in the next round. Who do they got? It's I think it's Juarez or um, yeah I think it's uh, FC Juarez. Well, I mean, I, I'm still a little bit late, I guess, on on on, on getting really really into the competition. Um, I'm still more concerned with the with the with with the league itself, but um, still, my team's showing showed the signs of, of, of turning it around. So they, they came up with a, with a win over the weekend. So that kind of softens the, softens the blow from, from the loss from a, was it yesterday or day before? Yeah. Well, well, Dan, I had something I saved and, and oh. uh, I saved because I saw it and it's, it was a critique on Santos and uh, it was, it was made by pretty, uh, it's a fan group of the, of the, you know, of the Comarca Lagunera. So he, this is this is their their critique. It says this is the reality of Santos since Orlegi took control. It says the quality of the squad has lowered. It says since 2015, uh, 
Santos is characterized for having limited limited uh, squad. Uh, he says a good set of starters, but but it the quality lowers once once you get to the bench. And it he says when you have a so I'm just gonna say it in Spanish because my translating is not good right now. Uh, dice, con titulares bien definidos, pero carente de variantes en la banca para sortear los imprevistos propios del fútbol. Yeah, so it says that uh, that that they have a, a good starting eleven, but they don't have enough on the bench to uh, to react to the many different things that happen in the in, in, in the world of soccer during a game. I'm going to finish it. Uh, they basically have the same kind of play, yeah. And then John can can translate it. He's, he's better at that. Uh, says, la lesión de izquierdos evidenció la mala planación del plantel. La delantera, la delantera es incapaz de convertir las oportunidades en goles. El técnico trabaja con lo que tiene y el equipo hace lo que le alcanza. Pero se niegan a hablar de crisis, falta autocrítica en el club. Well, it seems to me, Joel, that uh, I think that the, that the fans have forgotten that Santos is no longer owned by one of the world's biggest breweries. Grupo Modelo, right? Basically, basically private citizens, yeah. I mean, it's true what he's saying. I mean, yeah, the, the, the team isn't very deep. They're, they have a pretty decent starting 11. And, yeah, there's not a whole lot of options to, to change things up or to... Yeah, I mean, that's all true, but I just... I mean, it is, it is what it is. I mean, you're not going to somehow just get an influx of money that, that's going to just allow you to buy whoever you want like, like, you, like you were able to in the past. I think the, the philosophy of the team, at least in my opinion, seems to be going the route of, of having a, um, a team. Youth. Yeah, basically building up the youth system so that that's going to be the base yeah. of your team moving forward. That's yeah, not going to be... Uh, it's not going to be overnight. Yeah, it, it's going to take... If you're working with youth, can we use Chivas as an example? It took him about four years. Uh, because... Well, I think you're being optimistic. Even, I was thinking realistically, I mean, to sustain, to, to really put up a, a really quality team, mostly based on your youth teams, on your youth system, I that's going to be 10 years it, before well, you really start... Yeah, yeah. You have to because you have to you have to develop the rep. Yeah, you have to maintain. You have to develop the reputation as place where you know youth players are developed, and you have to be able to develop not just enough youth players for your own team, but if you're going that route, then you also want to be able to sell some guys. So you have to develop. You almost have to develop as much, but almost like one and a half times as much as what you need in, in, in order in order for that particular system to work. And again, without having the the backing of a, of a gigantic company like some of the other teams that Miga makes enjoy, it's, uh, I mean, it's something that Pumas is going through right now. I mean, Pumas is, you know, as Martin pointed out last week, I mean, their, their cantera has essentially, what, 10 years? I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, and, you know, for someone like me who grew up watching Pumas and seeing how many, how many quality players emerged from, 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 from the, the club, 
from the mid seventies, you know, through the two thousand. I mean, it was it was it was really absolutely impressive that they were able to maintain such an incredible level of of uh, of 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 excellence as far as far as developing top notch players that could have honestly played anywhere in the world, not just not just the Liga Nikes. You know, when you think of some of the guys that came out of there, but I mean, but that has dried up, and now. I mean, it's it's going to take Pumas, as Dan pointed out, at least five to ten years to even come close to getting back to that. So yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, so, I applaud the team for doing it, but it's going to be a while. Yeah, and, and I think what I, I guess, realistically speaking, um, I know I came into the season with high hopes. Obviously, the I didn't ever expect the the injury to Esquerdos affect the team this greatly. I've, obviously, there's other things going on too. I mean. I don't see how him not being there affects the the strikers from from putting in from putting in their chances. That well, I think that what it does is that he was really good on set pieces. He's good at those, so that takes the pressure off. The, I mean, not that that's the only reason, but you know he's good for four or five goals a year. And when a team has a problem scoring, you know, set pieces are. You know, but that's why you know that's why you need a guy like Chaton in there to to, to pick up the slack on the set pieces because he can certainly provide you that that as well. I still see. I still have hopes. I still have hopes for Chaton. I, You're his biggest I, fan. I think all is lost with him. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, you know, as 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 uh, for you folks that are that are listening, we had uh, Martin Del Palacio on last week, and uh, Martin said uh, talking about the national team that he said that, that Osorio. Is, is desperate for that that stopper, hyper defensive midfielder to, to kind of like 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 the missing piece of, of what uh, of what Mexico needs in, in the Osorio system in order to succeed. And you know when I see a player like Chaton, who in, in the in the U twenty when they played in Colombia and in the Olympics was was just was not that he was the most dynamic guy or the best passer, but he snuffed out so many offensive chances from the other team, and he was able to quickly dispossess and you know he didn't have to like make the perfect 40 yard pass but he but he could make the 10 yard pass to the next guy that was available and and, and that to me is you know almost just as important so yeah i mean for a guy like and and it would, and, and those defensive midfielders right now are are they're just non-existent in mexico they just they just they're i mean they don't they're they're as evidenced by the national team he's not he hasn't even called any up because they don't exist and, it, and it, to me it's the most important position on the field so I'm not sure if that's a maybe a good segue to to get into the national team, uh, since we have uh, talked about the the Copa for a bit, and we kind of uh, deviated from that. So I don't know. Let's get into the the qualifiers. You, you started mentioning some of the um, defensive midfielders. Are you are is anyone surprised, or has anyone been keeping up with the latest news that we do have a defensive midfielder that? Seems to be getting a little bit more love than who wasn't called up. Um, he's uh, playing in uh, Belgium. Are we? Uh, are, do you guys know who I'm talking about? No. So yeah, his last his name is uh, Govea. He uh, was, I believe, was playing um, was with the Porto B team. And uh, he's recently uh, made a move to um, not a very big team in Belgium, but uh, but he's actually you know getting getting starts. And um, 
he's actually gotten a couple of goals. He's he's been um, getting some attention, and I don't know. I mean, I know it's awfully soon, so I wasn't too surprised. I wasn't expecting him to be called, but that is someone that that we it wouldn't surprise me if he has a really good season um, in Europe. That he that he will get uh, see himself in the in the World Cup. Surprised none of you guys. What have was heard his of name him. again, Dan? What was his name Gobea? again? Dan? Oh, Gobea. He was Omar with, Gobea. Uh, He's playing for Royal Excel Moscrone. <laughs> what? Like friendly something at one point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? It's laugh if you guys want, but the guy's getting his starts. He's he's young, and um, he's and he's clearly playing well. He's he's making him like he's being highlighted in, um, as far as uh, post games, and he's been able to get some goals. So from that position, he, he's. Um, and being just brand new to the team, brand new to the league, he's he's uh he's doing really well. It wouldn't shock me in the slightest, especially considering the the lack of options in that position. Because um, you know we we need our our center backs that that play defensive midfielder that's available to play fullback. So it, it'll it would be nice to have another option uh, at defensive mid. But that was the one guy that I that I, I kind of wanted to mention just because. Uh, he is getting a little bit of attention, and, and then um, also additionally, someone else who maybe, depending on how things go for, for him, he's also still young, and he also, I believe, was also part of the Porto B team. Raúl Godinho, who I believe Apoel FC. Do you, oh, I don't know how I'm, if I'm pronouncing it correctly or not. Have you guys heard of that team? Right. He he made the big jump. He's going to play. Chan- he's going to be the only Mexican in Champions League this year. Yes. Yes, he gets to go up against uh, Real Madrid. Wait, that's if he's a starter. I mean, is he going to be a starter or a backup? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I think people are assuming he's going to be a starter. I'm not so sure either because of his age. I mean, if if I'm a Champions League team, why would I, you know, use like an inexperienced goalkeeper? Especially if he doesn't belong to me, I, mean, well, I don't. Well, yeah. Why would why would Porto loan him out if they're not going to play him? Well, I mean, they'll play, play him in the cup games. <laughs> I mean, Porto's not using him either. So I mean, it's it's another another Ulises Davila going to turn into a journeyman, and a year or two we'll see him back in some. We'll see him in the draft. Well, some schlep team like Santos. Oh. <laughs> that is that is where Davila ended up. All right, bye guys. Oh man, <laughs> unfollowed. You take his ball. And I, go home. I had such high hopes for Davila. He, he withered well, he away, did, man. He scored such great goals when he was at the at the Toulon tournament, and that you see that that team Joel with had Davila, Kubo, and and Chaton. And then there were some other players, and I can't remember was, was what all of the names were. But that's like a lost generation. I mean, they just yeah, you know, they ended up in third place in that tournament, if I'm not mistaken. They made it all the way to third place, and they just, I mean, there's not, not one player out of all of those that has graduated and, and and consolidated himself onto the national team now, which is no. again typically what what normally happens in the twenty teams. I mean, that's not necessarily. An aberration, but usually out of a U twenty, there's going to be a maybe it does end up, you know, just can't disguise it. End up doing really well. 
the, that U20 group just there just hasn't been anybody. And, you know, as evidenced by the fact that by, you know, some of the players that, that, that Osorio is going to have to use uh, for six it's Panama, right, that they play, that they play first. It's Panama, and Honduras does not win. So if they tie or lose uh, to Trinidad and Tobago, which frankly is very possible, then Mexico qualifies for the World Cup. And they will know because that, that game is actually on before the Mexico game. So, so Mexico will, will take the field knowing that if they win against Panama, that they could qualify for the World Cup. Panama I think it's in. a... Well, go, go ahead, Bethel. I was just saying, uh, Panama coming in with some confidence from this one unknown guy that caused a little muscle. More than confidence, though. They're, 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 they're playing for their World Cup lives right now. Well, and not so, only that, but I mean, Panama, when was the last time Panama lost to Mexico? Well, I guess the Gold Cup in 2015, I should... But I mean, I mean, even that loss was was iffy at best. You know, outside of that, Panama has a pretty good record against Mexico. So yeah, you guys are right. They 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 should have no. I mean, they they should, it, it it is not going to scare them. Now they do are they they are missing some guys. A couple of guys are injured. So so Panama won't be at won't be completely at full strength. But you know, it's. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna. I, I think as long as uh, someone like Vela or especially Tecatito, if if they're available, I think that's gonna be the difference maker. Vela's gonna that's ride. The, that, that's the wild card that's gonna be able to steal steal the game, even if the team isn't functioning all that well, which it probably won't be. But uh, based on the call up list, obviously he doesn't want to leave anything to chance. It uh, as, as well he should. Yeah, no, I, I think all things considered, uh, I know some people were, were, and myself included, at least initially, were, was hoping that these games would be, you know, just more practice games, you know, a way for, to, to allow some of the players, uh, the more uh, consolidated players, to just stay with their own teams and, and hopefully, you know, cement themselves w- with their own teams and then give, a, give, give, some, give some chances to, to some of the other fringe players to see how they, see how they manage. But... Considering how that Gold Cup went, I don't, I don't blame the call-up in saying, you know, yeah, we're, we have one foot in the door, but let's just go ahead and, and shore this up, and then, and then maybe we can start tinkering on, tinkering a little bit more. So uh, I do think that I do think it's a it's pretty predictable lineup, that predictable call-up list. I'm I'm not overly concerned with Panama. I I, I do think that they have a lot to play for. But they don't have exactly the the history of coming through, and and and, and to expect them to to take three points. Uh, well, they have no history at the Azteca. I don't. Uh, I don't see that happening. Wait, wait, I sirs! See. Before we continue, didn't uh, didn't Chiquis here have a clip for us of yeah, Good Guy yeah. Osorio speaking? Yeah. Um. I was gonna I was gonna preface it with something, but uh, this is what he had to say. No, no, no. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I forgot what I was gonna preface it with. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, this you is put what, him on a spot, Hoyt. <laughs> this is what he had to say. Were you gonna preface it with? 
with uh, the fact that he's kind of changed his tune with, uh, with with what he said earlier about European players coming stateside? Or I didn't I didn't grab that initially. I grabbed so, the little play on words, uh, the change on words, the flip flop on words that he's doing. Oh, I I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's the well, clip. fired up. He he's no longer calling rotations rotations. Yeah, check it out. Here we go. Entonces consideramos que los factores eh, por los cuales siempre hemos considerado alternativas tácticas y no la palabra que usted utilizó. So there you go. Alternative tactics instead of rotations. Wow. Yeah, he says that, that is, rotations uh, have have a neg. It's become negative. The word. It has a negative root. So let's call it something different. And before okay. that clip, no, he, I think... he supports his idea by mentioning uh, two coaches, like one for Sevilla and one for this other uh, team. It no, I, I got it. Deeper. Do, you, do you know the full clip, Chickies? Yeah, I got that one too, but I didn't, I didn't want to play that whole thing. Can we play it? No, no, at least the other one, you could finish it, the, the alternative tactics clip. Oh, yeah, the, before when he's talking about the coaches? No, no, okay, because he says, uh, hemos considerado alternativas tácticas porque la otra palabra referencing rotation parece que tiene una raíz negativa en seis es que existe una competencia interna negativa creemos que siempre lo hemos hecho por las mismas razones porque competencia interna desde nuestra gestión yeah, so it's going to generate internal competition between the players, so their 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 spot isn't secure, and they're not just sitting around. Well, for someone who doesn't pay attention to what the media says, sure sounds like he's changing uh, his choice of words to just to combat piece. that argument. So he he's clearly paying attention to. to I I don't think most people. I, I think they they. They bring it up because it's easy to, to, to mention, but I don't think, by and large, the rotations, or now, what is it, um, alternative... Uh, alternative tactics. Alternative, alternative tactics. tactics. <laughs> That's a, uh, you know. Fluid tactics. See, see again, so, so again, Osorio has failed the, 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 the PR portion of this. So they obviously came up with the word, right? So you come up with the word, and then, you, and then you just leave the word as is. You don't have to explain why you came up with the word. So, so because because now if things it defeats the purpose, you're basically you know, just saying it's a synonym as opposed to yeah. just trying to trying to like mask right. it as something else. Yeah, exactly. Or, or or say it and kind of laugh when you say it and say, "Yes, I'm saying something different," but don't say we've come up. We're now you know with what we do with our uh, well, let's just say alternative tactics. You know, instead of that word that, that you know, it, it, it's like he's now assigned the word of rotaciones is now like the Voldemort of <laughs> of his. Uh, and it's silly, too, because I think it's been well established that that one, it's, it's something that he does. And I don't think he needs to be backing down from it, especially well, not after all this well, time. Well, check it out, gentlemen. He's trying to sell that. He's trying to sell the rotations. Uh but that's my whole point. Like that, 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 that's my. I don't no, no, think he needs to be selling anything. Well, he's well, he he is, and, and he 
this is one of his main selling points because he says a big reason for that is an internal competition between players. And he says, uh, he went on to say, el ejemplo de esa competencia es Irving Lozano, que ha competido con sus compañeros, uh, como lo han hecho otros jugadores, and he names Jurgen Dam, and uh, we have to compete against the likes of Carlos Vela and Jesus Corona. But, but you know, he's, he's saying that Chucky has benefited from that. You know, like, look, look at him now, he's in Europe. And it's because he, he got playing time. I don't agree with that, though. Yeah, no, that's that's total horseshit. I mean, that, yeah, he was, but, he was going regardless. Yeah, he, he was, I don't, he's the best player in the league. He was going to go to Europe. I don't think he's, I don't think he's taking this all seriously, though. I think, I think he's just saying that just to mess with the press, just to show that they just are spazzing out on the whole rotation's word. And so he's changing it. And he's still sticking to his guns. He's sticking to his concept that rotation are still... But he's humoring them, which which I think is is personally a, a sign of weakness. I mean, if you have a system, you have a philosophy, stick to it. And if you want to just avoid some of it and call it something different, then call it something different and don't reference it because you just look weak and you look like you're kind of like apologizing on some level to I think your he's critics. Trying, he's trying to like get into their their heads, like, uh, convert them to his religion and stuff. His religion of uh, of rotation. Uh, well, there's only one way to convert followers, and that's to perform miracles. Yeah, but he but he's using the example of other miracle like European coaches. Yeah, sometimes I I mean I I want to root for the guy, you know, because he's obviously coaching the team and and you want him to do well. But sometimes he comes up with a lot of nonsense, and and, and I mean he just earlier he was mentioning about like if you know if you're going to go to a crappy league, make sure you're the leader of that of the team. So like now he's basically. Trying to put to spin on it and making it sound like being in the MLS is good as long as you're the focal point. Well, the he, leader he of your backtracked team. on that already, uh, probably yeah. inadvertently, but in an interview with uh, TDN, and he talked about how the mentality of the Los Santos brothers and Bella should be I have the quality to be in Europe and I should be in Europe. For the and then he said, uh, it was it's for the good of Mexican soccer. <laughs> I think that was like his his fail safe adding that part. I think his his backing of his uh, rotations and all that needs to instead of the example of Juki and going to Europe, his example needs to be like put fear in players like Chicharito and Vela and say, "Hey, if Vela went to MLS. If he doesn't keep, you know, he's gonna, not going to be playing or whatever. If he doesn't play well in MLS." His spot is, you know, is Chucky's there for the taking, or whoever else is there for the taking. Oh no, no, no. that's not. <laughs> so then nah. he's really, he's not really backing up. He's not putting the best player there. Carlos Vela, just by name alone, is going to be starting just because. Or I don't think he's going to even start though. I think Tecatito took his. Spot. Well, well, Vela, Vela, and 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 Chucky don't really necessarily play the same position. I think they actually play on opposite sides most of the time. Um. He, he cannot Chuki. start Tecatito and Corona, or Tecatito and uh, Irvin at the same time. He just can't do it. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the difference. Where you, um, you play them, you you play them both forty-five minutes. That, that's just, just and have them go all West. out. Exactly. That's actually a pretty good strategy because you get like, I I personally would still would rather have start start the game with Tecatito just because he's got you know I think he's just got a little bit more magic. Yeah, Tecatito is ahead of everybody, even Bella. 
my opinion. Uh-huh. And the, the good thing for Tecatito is that he's been scoring. Yeah, and, exactly. and according to Osorio, Tecatito is uh, Mexico's Neymar. Uh, I still remember he said that. Well, call him whatever whatever top-notch player <laughs> you can think of that, that represents a country, and that that's going to be the – yeah, he, he absolutely – I mean, he could. He had the potential. He alone had the single potential to, to make Osorio look like a genius had he gone to Russia. I think he's he is the only, he's the only player that that has the individual ball skill to make things happen. Period. End of story. No other Mexican player has the ball skill that Tecatito has. The guy that can weave through the tightest of spaces, keep possession, and rip off a shot. Mexico just doesn't have players. Like Tecatito, they don't develop. But to no be fair, has, has there, there, to be there's as, as very few players that can do that. That sombrerito they did over the weekend was just stupid. That was outrageously good. Yeah. Uh, you, know, so you, I, you, you guys are very. I definitely think he, he's absolutely the wild card. Yeah. Where, where, where he's going to make Mexico. Uh, he's going to be able to to make up for a lot of a lot of shortcomings, a lot of uh, lacking in quality. If he's on his game, he's got he's got a chance to to just erase a lot of that 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 difference in quality that we're gonna we're gonna be facing uh, in the World Cup and that we would have that we did in, in Russia. I really do think that had he been in there, it would have given the other team a whole lot more to think about. And I have to think that he probably would have gotten maybe a goal or here or there, and would have either made the push the team to either win a game or at least make it a lot more competitive. Thinking like uh, the Germany game, because he also doesn't doesn't at least from what I've seen he doesn't he does he also seems to be a little bit more mentally strong and and not really uh, affected by the moment as much as Chucky has shown that he could be affected by it. Pecho frios as a as our friend Juan likes to say. So I <laughs> I think that's that's the the one thing that. Osorio has that's going to end up saving his ass, no matter what happens. As long as he's on the field, I think they're going to. They have, especially against Concacaf competition, he, they're they're going to win. He's going to steal. He's going to. He's going to be. He did it against Honduras, and I, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if he did it again tomorrow. And he scored a pretty good goal against Canada too uh, in Mexico City, where he, you know, does he you know move makes like eight moves and keeps the ball and somehow puts the goal in the net. So I'm actually really surprised, uh, and I, I know that it's just because I'm a big fan that 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 a team did not take a chance on him in this uh, transfer market. Seriously, because 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 next 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 year in the transfer market, if 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 Dan, if if, if you're saying if, if what you're saying rather, uh, say Mexico makes the quarterfinals because Tecatito has four goals in the World Cup, his price went from what five six million to to thirty. Oh, I think he's worth a lot of just, money just now. Like and I think I, I have trouble believing that there weren't teams sniffing around for him. Well, the worst thing that could have happened to Porto that was for 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 him not to play the Confederations Cup, specifically for that reason, because he probably would have gone for thirty, forty million dollars if he'd had a good Confederations Cup. So I'm sure that uh, very upset to to. to you know, and, and obviously, whatever happened was very dire. You know, because players don't just 
leave the national team like that for a tournament like that and then ever come back. At least not immediately. And he's coming back immediately. So whatever, whatever happened for him to miss the World Cup obviously was a situation that he had to resolve. And he obviously was going to be worthless in Russia, you know, knowing that he had to take care of something. So, yeah, go ahead and do what you got to do. See you afterwards. So whatever it was, it obviously had to be pretty. And so, you know, on the bright side of things, you know, better he have these issues now than a year from now. So I guess, you know. Uh, you know, or, yeah. or maybe, maybe Osorio said, "I don't want to, sh- I don't want to tip my card." Like, like, like eight moves ahead, <laughs> and it's like, "I don't want to show this guy off until I have to." Genius, Osorio. Yeah, maybe he's just thinking four or five moves ahead of, of everybody. Because, yeah. but honestly speaking, though, I mean, he really does add a whole huge dynamic to the team as far as options go. Just him having the, him there, even if you if you want to bring him in as a as a as a as a sub, it just gives you a whole lot more options, just a bazillion more options, and it makes the whole attacking third just look, frankly, scary. Uh, it's the rest of the team well, that, that that's uh, that's the thing that I like about short. both of them, and and only playing one of them is that if you play both of them, and like like when they played against Chile, like like they start they both started against Chile. Tecatito and in Lozano and in Chicharito. But, you know, that was like the absolute wrong team to do that against because you're, they, they just didn't, uh, well, aside from the fact that they just, you know, played like the worst game they had in 40 years, it was, to me, it was like, why, why, why blow your wad like that against a team when you have, you don't have any aces in the hole, so keep one on the bench so that in the last half hour you can throw Tecatito out there or, or Lozano out there to, if it's a tight game, to really cause some havoc. So you know, maybe maybe against Panama, he 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 goes ahead and start and then starts both of them because you know that that is a game that that is much more uh, conducive to Mexico possessing the ball and actually been able to use what 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 they both can do. MJP on the chat says he's another another cabrito. <laughs> hey, and I'm totally fine with that, except. God love him. As great as he was, had just so many chances to, to, to make his career uh, just, you know, a thousand times better had he just put one of those freaking goals in. I was asking for just one of them. See, now oh. you're bringing us. If I had the sad music right now, I would play the sad music. Sad flute, John? Because every time I think about the sad flute. Because every time I think about France '98 and think about what what what, what could have Mexico, if Mexico beats Germany, you know that they they could they could easily have made the final of that tournament, easily. Yeah, what's that? Well, not the, maybe not the final, but definitely the semifinal. They, they they would have given Croatia a game. Were we missing two players? An injury? I know Ramon Ramirez. Uh, it's an injury and suspension. Yeah. Yeah, because they had to put a defender in. Another person who's like, thank you, thank you for the sad food. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, it's uh, that one more than any other World Cup to me was the one that that, that I that it just it was it was tough. I have was, to be uh, honest. I, I think I've been disappointed with all of them on some level, man. Like, 
Yeah, but with the, with the call ups, with like uh, Chicharito not starting. Um, was it in 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 twenty ten? Was it South Africa? Yeah, Jeez. I couldn't believe um, it. Memo not getting not getting the nod. Uh, not thought that that necessarily made a difference, but still, um, Jonathan not even making it. You know, even back then, a lot of us thought that he was probably the best midfielder that Mexico had. No, I was okay. I was okay with that. Oh, I wasn't. Absolutely not. Uh, I mean, I think he had sh- shown enough to, to, to at least, hey, man, at least, least give him the, the, the reps and see if he could see how he looks against, against the starters. I don't think he would have started, though. He wouldn't have played at all. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. But, but like, we, we'll never know. But, but I, I definitely thought that that was – just these last two World Cups, I honestly thought that, that – it was some of our best chances of seeing the team reach the Quinta Partido and, and maybe beyond. But uh, I, I've personally been extremely disappointed. And now I'm like, this is kind of like their last hurrah. They're going into it limping. I'm I'm not expecting much. I don't think any of us are expecting much. I'm, I'm, the one thing, the one hope is that I have is that some of that individual talent will be able to carry us and, and make up for some of the deficiencies, some of the clear deficiencies that we have. You know, um, keeping in mind, like, um, the, the fullback situation. I know we, t- we talked at length about that uh, last week and last week uh, as well. But uh, there's not a single fullback being called up um, for, this, for these qualifiers. You mean uh, a wingback? Yeah. No. Last week. But Dedos Lopez did get called in. But, of course, he's going to play him as a winger anyway. So it's not like he's actually going to play him as a fullback. But uh, Good point. But, you know, it's a good point because that's probably – yeah. you're probably right. That is probably is where he's going to be playing. Right. I saw and, one lineup. Uh, I saw one lineup with uh, – oh, jeez. What's the guys from Pumas on the left on the left wing? Gallardo? Gallardo. Gallardo. Yeah, that was his like, – he's actually, he's actually – see, thanks to a photo – He's actually playing that position now at Pumas. So I don't know if that's good or bad, <laughs> but, but, but that's what's happening now. So thanks a lot, Osorio. But we, the, let's not talk about Pumas, please, because if, if Pumas isn't a DEFCON 2, they need to be. So that's all I have to say about They were spared today, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, there's crazy rain going on in Mexico City uh, as well. It's not just uh, here in Texas. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, they, they had one of the worst. Field I believe they, 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 they had a while. I believe they postponed it. Yeah, they postponed it for Saturday. Oh, really? Yeah, the, the field was uh, full of water, um, and this was a, this wasn't like a big team, so th- this might have been their chance. Uh, I don't know what you guys call that kind of team, but um, it was Celaya, a uh, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> a slump buster, yeah. I was, I was egging you guys, but yeah. This might have been their chance for. Uh, just you are. You're you're a good Mormon. You can't be using that kind of language. So, <laughs> kind of language is like. But you know what though, the assumption that a Gordi Wapa is easy, dude. That's 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 incorrect, man. That's why they're Wapa. <laughs> yeah, no, the Wapa, the, the Wapa is Wapa, dude. I mean, some of us like like our women a little thicker. That's all. Especially but if they're Wapa. Especially when we're like male. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, but I don't want to start uh, throwing too much into that, especially our, that's a our topic Beto. for a different podcast altogether. Yeah, that, that, that's one that Ronnie needs to be on, I think. <laughs> and uh, we don't want our we don't want our good friend Beto to get in trouble. <laughs> Measure my words. 
But uh, yeah, so wh- what are you guys thinking about the 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 games the that are coming up overall? Are we are we going to be qualified compl- uh, like hundred percent? Are we going to be looking? What do you guys think? I, I Honestly, I don't think that Mexico will qualify. The, After these two games, you don't think they'll, they'll be qualified? They'll beat Panama but lose to Costa Rica, and uh, they won't officially be qualified. They won't. I mean, they'll be qualified for the fourth place spot qualified for the World Cup until they beat Trinidad, is what I think. Wow. Do you, was it Joel? Were you, were you going to say something? Yeah, same. same. I expect a win over Panama at home. Um, and then maybe not so much of a good game at Costa Rica, simply because alternative tactics are going to, you know, take precedence. And, and you know, the Ticos, man, this is a big game for them, you know? Hosting Mexico and especially in the yeah. World Cup qualifier, they see it as a final. That sounds like a championship final. And if we don't, you know, if we don't go over there with everything, they'll make us pay for it. And uh, so, yeah, a defeat might sour there. Uh, Not only that, Joel, but uh, if if Costa Rica, I don't mean to interrupt you, but if, if, if Costa Rica loses against the U.S., then that game against Mexico becomes extremely important for Costa Rica. Yeah. Because if, 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 if they miss out on getting the points, they, you know, home points, then, then they have to start worrying about between third and fourth. But I think that that plays into Mexico's hands, um, to be honest with you. Uh, having a team desperate against Mexico, that's... It, 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 it does that, but we've talked about just how the quality of Mexico drops from, you know, when when we see, like, he could do eight changes just because he wants to... Well, if, that's just what if, he does, you know? Yeah. Ocho cambios, and, and that, that could lower our, the, the level of play, and, and we've, we've seen it multiple times now. <laughs> Yeah, obviously, I think it depends on, on, on how many uh, players are subbed for, for the following game, where if we see a more domestic-based team, then, yeah, I think it's probably going to get the potential for some ugliness, for sure. But I don't know. I, I, I guess I guess I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you guys that, yeah, but I, what, what needs to happen for, for Mexico? Can Mexico officially qualify if, for, by beating Panama? They would officially qualify if they beat Panama and Honduras does not win. And they're playing uh, Trinidad, correct? They're playing Trinidad, and I believe they're playing Trinidad. Uh, well, shit, actually, they might be on the road. Because I think, I think they play the U.S. next. In, 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 uh... Yeah, they're on the road. They're on the road? Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to go and say that Mexico qualifies out of this. Yeah. Well, I that does trust... change things. I thought that they were at home. Yeah, I don't trust Honduras uh, on the road um, in basically what, what what amounts to a must-win game. Did y'all see who uh, who Honduras called up? Their, their bombero? <laughs> um, costly? Yeah. Really? 
Yeah. Wow. As a player? I don't know why, the, why, they, why they wouldn't. No, as a player. <laughs> player coach. How old, how old is and, that and then guy? You come to find out, then you come to find out he's only like 34. It's like, I thought he was in his 40s at this point. All right, 34, not bad. Not bad, costly. Well, the fact that he's 34 makes me wonder why haven't, why haven't they been using him the whole hex? Well, you, you know, there was – I had read that um, the coach had alienated some players. So early on, you know, I guess he wanted to try uh, – he wanted to try different players and some of the more established ones just didn't like being left out, and I think they boycotted the team. The nerve of that. Well, I mean, they, they make money through that, you know? So, especially with some of these smaller teams like that, it's, you know, some of this politics play in. Yeah, so I think... Uh... Just to just to go back, um, yeah, I think uh, Mexico qualifies after this game, after this first round of games, and then uh, and then we lose on the second game. But no, it's not like Mexico. I mean, they, had, they lost the last time in Costa Rica, but usually they play Costa Rica pretty well. Yeah, I, I think and, just going uh, into again, it, the, the, the circumstances are gonna are gonna be. Uh, most important. Go ahead. Finish your thoughts. Well, Sorry about it's that. Gonna, it's going to be a cascarita for Mexico, for sure, if, if, if they've already qualified. But you know what? I mean, they, I mean, they could play spoil. I mean, and if he's doing this whole, you know, and again, you know, maybe Osorio's doing this whole rotaciones thing, thinking that, you know, the, the, the end game is the World Cup. So so think of this, guys, as a, as a three-year audition for the World Cup. So that, that's why he's using this many players. So, 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 so maybe even if they are not playing a necessarily competitive game for them. It's still a competitive game for the players because they're still trying to, you know, you know, trying to be one of the ones that ends up making the World Cup. Yeah, that, that's. We can hope that, John. Um, See, I am, I am just the eternal. Dan, you and I are are, are good. Are good. We are. Pumpers. Yeah, we, we, we need to be picking each other up every once in a while when, when one of us kind of lags on that because uh, we got plenty of negativity to go um, enough with the rest of the of the crew. So that, yeah, we, we do need to put a positive spin on things just to make sure uh, we don't be, all become suicidal. But, uh, yeah, exactly going, al- right. going along with your theme, though, I mean, I don't know if he's responsible or not, but, I mean, um, Edson's going to be, um, you know, he's going to be playing his first World Cup. I'm sure he's a big fan of Osorio, and I think um, – I could probably speak for everybody. I think we're all happy that he's he's kind of joining the fray. So I mean, it's not all bad for with Osorio. I mean, even um, for for us who are who are extremely critical of him, I, there are some definitely positives. That that I think is one of them. Um, I can't think of a whole lot more right now, to be honest with you. But uh, I'm I'm still hoping that maybe they. That somehow they they get lucky, they, they they figure it out, and they they're able to to, to bring it together. I, I'm still not really holding my breath. I, I think uh, ultimately, the playing fullbacks, uh, playing uh, playing center backs on um, over on the wings, I just don't think it's going to be. I think they show those signs of we're we're just going to be so totally susceptible to, to counter attacks because yeah. we just don't have speed to recover. 
and I don't think he's uh, doing anything to. I mean, he didn't. He could have called in. He could have called in uh, Paulo Aguilar. He's having a pretty decent season, and and he chose not to. So I mean, uh, Layun, I believe he may be. I'm not exactly sure why he wasn't called. I believe that there there might have been something that he was working on or something, uh, but I don't. I didn't hear anything about him being transferred, so I don't really know. It's probably just a lack of playing time, but that doesn't seem to hurt other players being called up. So, but yeah, that's. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys want to talk about some of the some of the other qualifiers that, that went on today. Uh, I know we were talking about a little bit before the show started uh, in uh, Comnable. We had a surprise. I'm not sure if they're talking about it in Mexico because uh, I, I know we like to, uh, the, the, especially the media, they really like to glorify Chile for every little thing they do and how wonderful and world-class they are. But they suffered a pretty pretty bad defeat today. They lost what was two, the score, uh, lost, I believe they lost 3-0. To Paraguay, yeah. Not exactly. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't. I, I didn't watch the game. I can't tell. I can't say who how they how they looked or if it was that bad. But I mean, that for being such a. I mean, and we all know. I mean, not not to diminish the the how difficult it is to qualify in Carnival, but you figure a team that's so well praised and so well thought of would be in a slightly more comfortable position at this point in qualifying. They got and off the run with uh, Vidal scored an, an own goal. <laughs> so they got off the wrong foot and uh, I guess it went downhill from there. Also, because it's basically Brazil and then it's everybody else playing for those next four spots, essentially. Yeah, yeah. There, there's Bra- basically like a six-way tie almost. Yeah, Brazil has 33 points. Uh, second place is Colombia with 24, and then uh, Uruguay, Chile, both 23, and Argentina 22. Ecuador has 20, so I mean they're still in the fight. And uh, just below them, Peru is 18, and Paraguay 18. Bolivia, I believe Paraguay is Paraguay is at 21 now, actually. Yeah, those, are, those numbers are old, man. Oh, those are wait. That was before the, the ties, all the ties that happened today. So Argentina. So, yeah, so Colombia so at 25, Uruguay is at 24, Chile and Argentina at 23, and Paraguay is at 21. Well, it's still like and, one point. Yeah. And Peru. There's almost a Peru's difference. Win. Peru's winning 2-0 against Bolivia, so they're going to be up to 26. No, wait. No, 20. 20. 21. Peru, 21. Peru, Peru has 18, so they'll probably be up to 21. So I mean that's Ecuador lost. So I guess they go above Ecuador. Man, so that's they're, like... they're, in the, they're hot in the heels of Argentina. <laughs> yeah, I mean you figure Argentina's gonna do enough to, to pull it to, to get themselves in, but I mean man, it that's Yeah, that that's that's true hell is qualifying right there. Yeah, this is Which is it's to me it's it's the most difficult region. It's weird though. I, I, every time I was watching these games, I was thinking Mexico. I wonder what they would do. They would. I, they would be in there. They would be in the mix of those teams. Yes. Yeah. You know. You know what? It depends. We would have to be at our best, and uh, I, I think Concacaf has given us a lot of bad habits. 
where we dick around up until the point where things aren't looking gloomy and then we get it together. And you just can't do that at Conmebol. Well, keep in mind, if they were playing in the same in the same environment, you know, not playing in, I mean, it'd be a totally different, you know, scenario that, that, that they'd be experiencing. So as far as just looking at the teams and as far as just general quality, I, I can't see the, the – I don't see a whole lot of difference between most of those teams. So I definitely think they'd be at least in the mix. Not, they would be guaranteed that they'd miss out on World Cups for sure. But uh, but I don't think they'd be, you know, battling uh, with Venezuela right now for for the last place. Yeah, they were uh, the Argentina Uruguay game was uh, was some rough stuff. They were ripping Messi up, tearing up his jersey. Well, those qualifying games over there are no joke, man. Yeah, that was some intense stuff. And that's another thing, too, that I think would actually would benefit Mexico, just the intensity of the games. Um, I, I think uh, not, that, not to say that, that, that the, combo, the CONCACAF uh, qualifiers aren't, aren't intense because I, the, hack, the hacking is definitely there, but I think the quality is still lacking. So you get, you get the best of both of those. You get that intensity, the, 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 the physical play. But you also have the quality that they still bring to the game as well. So uh, it forces these teams are much more battle tested uh, going into going into the World Cup. That's for sure. Well, Argentina is a lifeline because they play Venezuela. They host uh, they host Venezuela, so I'm expecting uh, something brutal to go there. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. And uh, Paraguay host Uruguay. No easy, no easy game. Chile host Ecuador. Who, who, who wins the battle of the wise usually? Uruguay. They got the bite, the biter. They got Suarez. So uh, Chom- Chompers. 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 And if I'm not mistaken, didn't uh, didn't Messi and Suarez? Officially, uh, on that they're going to bid for the 2030 World Cup as a joint bid. Oh yeah, I saw a jersey. That's... I didn't. I didn't see too much into it, but oh, they have. The, they make the half jerseys over there too. No, it's like a two. It was two separate jerseys with. Uh, I think with the the, the date. no, they're, they're they're numbers. Numbers. The numbers of the year, twenty and thirty. So they wore their their jerseys with a number twenty on one jersey and a thirty on the other. Yeah. Uh, that that would be nice. I mean, I wouldn't. I would like to go to South America. Check that out. Well, that would be one for sure. I would. I would try to make it too. Because one of the things that, that that at least that I was concerned about is language. Like, I'd be kind of weird to go to Russia. Or Qatar, like how am I going to talk to anyone? I I don't I don't think everyone speaks English. Wait, twenty thirty? Am I going to be alive? <laughs> Come on, man! Don't 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 talk like that. <laughs> We're all going to be. Am I going to be ninety three or something? <laughs> I mean, I I probably will have already like gone through my like my fifth like Achilles uh, surgery, but 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 so what though? We're going to be we're going to be moving. We're going to be alive. Yeah, I'm hoping, man. 
Because we also have the Olympics that I want to go to in LA. That would actually be a really cool World Cup to uh, to attend the one in Argentina, Uruguay. That would be totally in Paraguay. In Paraguay. Oh, so the it's going to be Paraguay too. Uruguay, yeah. Paraguay, Argentina. Yes. See, why don't they just make the next? Seriously, I think if, to make the World Cup a huge success in South America, why not play it in the entirety of South America? Why not play a, a couple of games in Lima? I know, I know that Ron, if Ron was listening, he'd probably have a heart attack. Because I know that and Nicole, you kind of both want to have it in the same country. But, yeah. You know. No, yeah, the, the, the host can just stay in their home country. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't see any other way they could do it. It's very few countries are going to be able to host so many teams. And then there's going to be a lot of petardo teams. I don't see who's going to pay to watch some of these games. When Tunisia, well, not Sinai, yeah, but I know what you mean. <laughs> when Honduras plays Uzbekistan. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be plenty of those games. Especially with uh, the group of three. You know what the sad reality is about those games? Is, you know, people always trash, oh, I'm not going to watch that. And then, of course, you end up watching anyway. And it ended up being the most entertaining game of the whole tournament. Like, do y'all remember, I think it was Tunisia, Saudi Arabia in the 2006 World Cup? No, I did not watch that, John. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> and a lot of people say, I'm not gonna, I watched it. It was outstanding. I mean, it wasn't like the quality of soccer. It was terrific. But the game was extremely entertaining. It was end-to-end action. I mean, they both wanted to win. It, it was the one game they figured, if we, you know, we have to win this one, and then we'll take our chances against one of the other ones. So they were both just desperate to win. It was, it was really, it was a, just a great game. It was very entertaining. I'm not a big fan of the, the, the these whole joint bids because I think ultimately the, everybody kind of gets cheated the full experience, I guess. But I guess uh, just with so few being played that they're willing to just share it, I guess. But with these, uh, with these extra teams, I think it's impossible for one country to host it, right? You just need... Right. I mean, it, it, it's, it's going to be the future. I mean, I, I bet you we're going to see more joint. We'll probably see a joint bid um, for the next, you know, for the next one that goes to Europe, uh, which won't be, I guess, till twenty thirty four. So, so we'll see. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Spain and Portugal bid. Now, has the U.S., Mexico, and, and Canada have they officially put in their bid? They have. And but they're going up against Morocco. So, they, Morocco by themselves, and the amount of games being um, allocated to each country has already been decided as well. Yeah, I don't know if it's officially been decided, but I think I mean I don't know if that if that's like official official. This is how it's going to be, but the but, uh, at least when they announced that they were doing it, it was what is it sixty ten ten. Wait, say that I again. I think it should have been. Uh, it was a sixty ten ten split. 60, 10, 10? Yeah. Out of the 80 games, the U.S. gets 60, Panama gets 10, and Mexico gets 10. All group games or something? Well, just there, there's 80 games in there. Okay, uh, I'm saying, like, which one's that? Yeah, that's... Everyone complained when it wasn't announced. Yeah, no, I, I just remembered. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, uh, I... I, I 
I mean, better for us, I suppose. You know, we're here, so it'll be easier for us to, to travel to, to try to travel to games and such. But definitely try to go to Canada. But uh, no, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that, that they were doing that over in, in South America too. That'd be fantastic. Well, yeah, because um, Juan is right. I mean, I don't even know how Argentina and Uruguay can handle that kind of turn. I'm assuming they're they're going to have to go and build all kinds of stadiums. Yeah, the majority of the Argentine stadiums are run down. That's, That's probably true. true for the other two countries, too. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of money being poured in. They're going to have to. And well, I don't see, know how. That's what sucks, though. That's what sucks about the World Cup now. It's because they make it so difficult for because of the crazy stadium requirement. And don't get me wrong, I think that there obviously should be, should be some safety measures, and I get that. But, I mean, there's, I mean, seriously, I mean, there's nothing wrong with some, I mean, they're just, are they all theaters? No. Do they have this? No. I mean, and we don't even look at the stadium, you know? The match is on the field. Right. You know, you, you they, they force these stadiums to be built in Brazil and in South Africa, and a lot of these aren't even being used, you know? And it's not just that point, but the stadiums all, although the ones in South Africa actually did look a little different. But, like, the ones that they built for Brazil, I mean, I mean, those games could have been, I mean, like, when Mexico plays Croatia, 3-1, to one, and you're watching the game, that game could have been... John there was nothing about that... St- that said it was in Brazil. Yeah, and, and you know, it's kind of funny seeing what's going on with some of those stadiums where one of them is being used as a bus depot. Another stadium, you could rent it out for quinceañeras or parties or, or weddings. I mean, and I just think, like, man, it'll be cool to play a cascarita right there, you know, in, in a World Cup venue. <laughs> <laughs> rent it out for, like, the hour or whatever. We talking about it. I'd, 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 I'd want to get married there. Yeah, and one of the <laughs> one of the stadiums even had squatters. <laughs> had squatters living in there. Oh man! It's... Where is this in, in Brazil? Yeah, in Brazil, they they built one over there by the Amazon jungle, and it's like no team plays there, like no no first division team, and the the team that that's from that area is, is just too small to maintain it, so it's just. It's just empty. I wanted to go to the satellite and try to see what's up in it. And then they, they try to um to use the stadiums like for events, like concerts. But but even then they found it was cheaper just to rent other other venues. So it, they're not even being used for that. Now I think when it comes to to the US, it'll probably Obviously, LA will get 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 some games or at least one. Are they just gonna do it at the Rose Bowl, or, or do you think they'll use the new at least, stadium? At least getting the new stadium. Oh, they will absolutely use the new stadium. How big is that gonna be? The, the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl does not meet FIFA requirements anymore because you have to have an all seater, and the Rose Bowl still has benches. If I'm not mistaken, or is it an all seater, Dan? Well, you guys have seen games that I never had. The, the no, it has benches. The, the last time I was there, uh, it had benches. Yeah, so if it has benches, the Rose Bowl's out. 
unless they renovate them. And they, they, frankly, need, a, and they need a separate separate elevator for uh, <laughs> what's his face. For, <laughs> for Infantino, do you think that that'll still yeah. be in the... Uh... In for, he's going to need a separate elevator to come in and go out. Well, well I have a separate elevator at the house. So <laughs> I'm sure. Dan, you do too. I mean, that's just the thing. You know, you can get it in a sharper image catalog. Yeah, so you're right, Dan. LA get a game. How's the stadium looking, Owen? Oh, does it look nearly done? Uh, I've I've only seen it from far, but you could you could already see like like it's taking shape now. Because for a long time they were just breaking ground and and just you know setting it up, but now you're beginning to see like the structure and how it's going to look. And it's funny because they have the logo. It's going to be a Bank of California Stadium. And and, it, you, and it's like, the logo kind of looks like uh, Trump's peluca. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm like, Google Google Bank of California Stadium. And, and it, it, that's what it looks like. We're all doing that now. <laughs> that's funny. You seen it? Um, <laughs> now, have the World Cup in the U.S. I would have to think that the final would be in Washington because they do have that very nice ninety thousand seats that they can play. In. So that'll that'll undoubtedly either that or the and it also has grass. See, now that's the other thing that I think that the U.S. is going to have a problem with because. A lot of the NFL stadiums now have field turf instead of natural grass. There are very few NFL stadiums now that have natural grass, and that's obviously where these games are going to be played. So, that do have that natural grass, I think, are going to are, are going to be at an advantage in order in order to get a, a decent amount of games. I mean, they might play them in the. Obviously, they're going to play in New York, but New York may only get three or four games just because their field is going to be so ugh. so that's definitely something to keep keep an eye on as well Does want to talk about anything else uh, as far as the qualifiers or want to talk I don't know Eliminatorias just maybe Osorio's impending doom I think uh, you know, adding adding Dennis and then uh, Torrado. I think uh, that might be one of their first jobs. You know, to put to put JCO in check. So, so I do think if, Torrado that doesn't start until November. So, oh, he doesn't start. I'm assuming until after the uh, the, the hexagonal tournament is over. And hopefully Mexico won't have to play that fourth place game. For 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 us doomsayers though, um, you know, say the Panama match just looks sloppy. We win, but it looks sloppy, and then the team loses at you know San Jose, Costa Rica. They could be giving them the thanks, you know, provided they already got some guy lined up. But uh, we can't ignore that there's already a big there's a group already pushing for Osorio to be ousted. And uh, 
there's another what a surprise yeah there's so <laughs> this and they made it known just a little bit different than before where before they weren't so upfront about it you would hear rumors about certain uh owners but never like there's a team meeting you know type of thing right and there's another thing with uh, that's going on. I don't know if it will play into it, but it has to do with TV deals. And I hear that Azteca could be close to losing Santos and Puebla. Uh, yeah. TV rights. Yeah. Who would they go to, Puebla? Not sure. I mean, I don't. It's it's gonna be next year. You know, it's, and it was something we've talked about before, uh, John, with with the whole new televisoras coming in. Uh, you have Grupo Imagen, and then uh, who signed a couple teams. I think they signed Leon and Pachuca, and then um, a Slim a Slim Station, which I, I don't know if it's it's already gone on air. Uh, which would be Claro TV? No, it's on because they have a uh, a bunch of shows, and I think Grupo Imagen also has Querétaro. Yeah, and well, so I want to point out because because before in Mexico, the only two uh, on air, free free on air, was Televisa and Tevasteca, where you you didn't need cable or satellite to get those channels, and that was the only two stations. But just this year, uh, Mexico expanded. To four, four uh, free-to-air TV stations. So obviously that football's a big, it's a big selling point. Um, Televisa oh, had five channels, and Azteca had three. Yeah, so, but it's but it's two companies. Yeah, two companies. No, I mean, again, and I, and I will I will say this Tom blue in the face. Liga MX needs to aggregate their television deal so that everybody benefits from it, not just each individual team. Yeah, and... and if there's going to be this many more players involved, then, yeah, they absolutely have to come up with a, with, with a, with a, with a league-wide deal. That way, everybody gets to be everywhere. It's the, it, it makes the most sense. Yeah, and, and here's the whole... Um, and they're still trying to shake down some teams because, um, as we heard, Lobos Wuap hasn't been able to get... You know, they're not trying to give him money because they're not taking him that serious. They don't expect the team to last. Uh, so they haven't been able to sign him. Yeah, they're, get, they're getting... Uh, they're not getting big. But I mean, can you blame them? They, they couldn't even fill up their stadium in, in their inaugural historic first Liga MX match. I mean... So, I mean, they know that the ratings are going to come with just a handful of teams. When they face America, when they face Chivas, when they face, you know, how do I don't know? I I guess that's where I think that maybe the league should be a little bit more involved uh, because don't you want the team to do well? I mean, they're in the league, so you want the. I figured you'd want to. You want them to succeed at least, even if they, if even if it is just a, one season. It just seems it just seems think, odd, like they're. I think no, because that means your team is protected. The little team is the one going down each year. Then the odds of, of you know, the bigger clubs staying, it, it's just, it improves. Uh, That's Mickey Mouse, man. 
So that that's one of the reasons they're trying to they're pushing for. And and from what I've heard is that it's it's actually Tevasteca that's pushing to get rid of the um, relegation for a couple of years. And I heard that one of the reasons is because you know two of their teams now are with relegation problems. but I think that it's going to happen with more. I think it's, I think that they're going to bring teams back and then, and then they're going to go ahead and, and, and close it off. And just well, well, what's in one, we at 24 at one point, John, Yeah, or 20, 24 or 20. Cause um, they had that four groups of six when they did the grupos. Yeah. I mean, they, they should just do that, you know, add more teams. I mean, it's, it's working in Argentina. They got 30. <laughs> I honestly, I think that, that, that that beats getting rid of relegation altogether. Increase the yeah. number of teams. Yeah, because because that way you can bring back Atlante, you can bring back uh, Irapuato. Yeah, can bring back Irapuato. And it'd also be nicer too if there were more teams and maybe actually drop two teams at least just to make it a little bit more interesting too. I I, I think that that would make it a little bit more fun. Yeah, to so me, you got- I guess. Well, the problem you, is, is that they need to make they need to make promotion more of a prize. Like in the, the English Premier League, now I'm not comparing the leagues, but the English Premier League aggregated their television contracts, right? So everyone gets a piece. So when a team comes up from the Championship into the Premier League, they're getting a gigantic, a gigantic chunk of money. Now, obviously, they're not going to have that kind of TV cut, but I mean, they have to be able to give. It has to be some kind of reward, and it, and they shouldn't even have to negotiate the TV contract. See that that that's the problem. Okay, you're I'm in. with you on that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, geez, the fact that they have to negotiate—I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it, it, it's criminal that they have to do that. You know, I mean, if they're if they're a university, then you know, put it put it on the web. You know, let the kids do it on a TriCaster at least. You know, at least have something on there. But anyway, uh, so so if they're going to keep promotion relegation, they they have to they have to give. And yeah, it's it's going to suck if your team goes down. Well, guess what? Then don't you know don't team position to go down then you don't have to worry about it but 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 it should but it should be a it should be i mean like Udehe, when they came up a couple years ago i mean they came up and they were totally bankrupt and so they, they had no choice but to play one year and then it'd be uh and then that was that is that but i do think that that would be another team expanded 24 uh the leones negros would be would be back uh, back in the what do you what do you do the league? Do you shorten it 
to four teams? Oh, no. You, you're still making it, what, 24, and then you make it 18. At least a little. Because you got you to gotta try to reduce the number of games, though, don't you? Well, then you just have one season. Yeah. You have one season and then a Liguilla. But but then you can also have a cup, you know, the cup tournament, because let's face it, there's going to be 24, you know, there's going to be 28 MLS teams. That would be one hell of a cup. I'm telling you all, that would be, a, you know, again, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll beat this drum as loud as I can. That would, that to me would be the, the best cup tournament that Mexico could play is a, is a straight one-off against the MLS. And just, you know, wherever the chips fall, just do it. Just play it. That'd be fun. And great. You know, oh, you're playing home, great. You're playing away, whatever. And just play it. And just wherever the chips fall. So hopefully that just that Make it some kind of monetary prize or what? Well, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, think of the team. Think of, think of see, again, you know, think of the TV rights for a tournament like that. And especially if it gets... And then think about what Hole and I have been talking about with Mexican players playing in MLS. You know, it would be it would be it would be a, it would be a ratings hit. Well, no, I, I'm I'm thinking. Uh, what was it last last season when uh, when Galaxy played uh, Santos and it was Gio's first first time going up against a Mexican team? You know, I think right. um, everybody was licking their chops. Is that when they call him a borracho? Yeah. Which of your teammates did that, John? I mean, Dan. It was Marchesin. <laughs> who's a wheeler now, so. <laughs> that was great. Gio, 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 almost, Gio almost got the last lap against him. It was like the lamest insult. Like, that's what you're going to call him? Borracho? Didn't you, go to, didn't you go to that game, Dan? Weren't you in the stands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to one of the games. Uh, um, um, I, I, I told you guys, I... I uh, <laughs> I celebrated a, a non-goal as a goal. That That's visual, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a borracho, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I had a long drive uh, back home, so no, no, no. I didn't. Uh... Oh, you didn't hang out with Gio? <laughs> no. No, this is, this is before. Uh, I didn't know he was hanging out at Denny's, so otherwise there's one right across the street from me. But uh, no, no, no. <clears throat> But I do think that uh, that 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 cup competition is looking more attractive the more Mexican players that, that are in the MLS. Absolutely. I mean, you're already absolutely right. Just with uh, too bad the Galaxy aren't doing very well because like, uh, but but uh, yeah, he still hasn't won, right? Yeah. Who Jonathan? Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the Galaxy are are, are just. Joel, you live in LA. What? Going to Galaxy, Joel. Good lord. Well, they got rid of the coach, which well, they didn't get rid of him, but he he left to coach uh, the U.S. Well, he, and, he retired after last year, right? Did he to retire? I don't think so, man. I think he just no. went to, he went I think for he the, just went... No, he retired. No, he didn't know, even go from Galaxy to. I could have sworn he left the to Galaxy to, to go to the U.S. Yeah, me too. But but regardless, um, just look at it with the Nats. He's undefeated, you know, and uh, I think that was a big blow. And, and then they they did a bit of a switch up yeah, with the players. He hasn't played any competition either. 
So no, let's, yeah. Let's let's pump the brakes on that. The, the JCO effect. Uh, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so I mean, and then they 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 you know they changed up the squad. So I think I think that the the coach they brought in I, I don't know what the dude's name was, and then some of the player changes. I think it's been taking them a while to you know sentarse bien. Now, does their poor uh, results, do they get any kind of attention at all? Like, in the, like during, like, the, the sports wrap-up, uh, like, in, like, in the local news, uh, does it get much attention on, like, uh... Oh, I have no idea, man. I don't really watch. I watch, like, I watch spicy soccer every now and then. And then other news, such as the radio, you know? Yeah, I'm talking about it on the local radio. They don't talk about it on the local ESPN Deportes shows. They, I think they have, they have like a, Galaxy, rather. They have a Galaxy show, but I don't know when it comes on. You know. I still tune into my uh, sports show from LA, and every once in a while they'll get a mention. But yeah, they they so I was just wondering uh, if if so they can suck as much as they want and they'll, they'll no one will no one will know any <laughs> no one will be any well, no no one will even know be aware of, of of it they'll just know that who they are. That's the um, yeah they they uh, it's unfortunate, but I mean I got to think you know for Galaxy fans I mean the Galaxy. For, for lack of a better term, have been the Cuba America of MLS. I mean, they're they're the most liked and most hated team. They've won the most. I mean, their their fans are not used to stuck in this bag. It's just not. It's not. Uh, hey, what's up? They're, they're actually, <laughs> hey, Daniel, you guys have the ice cream man pass through your <laughs> at nine o'clock at night. You know, know what though? Any little kids to buy a junior flip at this hour? We're in the middle of a heat wave though, right now. So <laughs> they're a welcome addition. Yeah, you know, right now, the, the, like I'm thinking, a lot of the houses in LA probably don't have a uh, air conditioning. So you need a soft serve. So on a hot night like tonight, I mean, yeah, a little What's, soft what serve. Is it, what is it like? Is it a, is it a scorching seventy five thing? <laughs> no, no. Um, let me check how hot how hot it is. It's probably still ninety. Seriously? Oh my so, god! Eighty eight degrees here in Escondido. Wow! Still, it is it is seven. My car says it's seventy nine degrees. Oh yeah, no man. We've we've had triple digits uh, for several days now. So I have driven. I'm I'm almost home. I have driven by six gas stations on the main artery to my house, and all six of them are totally capped out. With with cars in line, you mean? No, there's there there's no. They have bags over the uh, yeah, bags over the the spigots. They are out. They'll be good on Monday. Yeah. Well, so, see, my problem is that I have to go to San Marcos twice, and then I got to go back to Dallas on Sunday. So I need gas. You just have to say, "Hey, man, I can't ran out of gas." No, I I first I personally cannot. Yeah, but every, everybody's out. 
But you guys are good uh, in your area, though, right? Not in my area. No, this is, this is a statewide thing. Man. This is people are, and then of course the idiot news said there's a gas shortage, so everyone just panicked, and there's no gas shortage. It's ridiculous. But because they bought all the gas, now there's a shortage. No, there's none. Self self fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. Yeah. You guys have it's a tough over like there, that. man. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, hey guys, my battery's gonna die, so I'm gonna go ahead and step off. Because I have no. Well, it's probably a good time, John, because you're breaking up also. So. But well, uh, thanks a lot later. for joining us, though, buddy. Sure, we'll appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm sure the listeners missed you as well. Hey, one note in uh, League MX action, real quick. Yeah. Um, the great Chivas team um, went up, went up a spot. They're now in uh, second to last. Second to last, penultimate, the penultimate goat. Yep. So, <laughs> so who? Who's in last? Um, Puebla. Puebla. <laughs> They're making progress, Chivas is. Hey, man. We're not the worst is is is, is a fun chant, dude. <laughs> but, and, but you know what? Um, so they got, they got five points. Um, and they are... Eighth would be Liguilla. So Veracruz is in eighth with his ten points. Or five points away. Yeah, which is two games. Yeah, there, there's plenty you, of time. You, you you win two games and you're you could potentially be in. Yeah, uh, like the reason I was so negative on my team is just because of how how poor they actually looked. I mean, the, 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 where for the most part they've shown. And I don't know. I haven't seen much of Chivas play this this season, but I don't know if if they've looked uh, similarly uh, bad. Um, so I'm like, they're never gonna win, man. Not not like this. <laughs> so um, they looked a little bit better even against Chivas. I thought there were signs. So maybe all is not lost, uh, but for sure with. And we all know that these teams they're gonna they're gonna drop points. Most of them. I mean, Monterrey seems to be wanting to run away with running away with it. I'm still not convinced that they're gonna but, be champions. She, yeah, she was. She was next two games. They're playing teams that aren't doing good. So if they win, uh, oh wait, I, I thought I was looking at Puebla. My bad. This is Pachuca. They they go play to Pachuca, which yeah, I don't, I don't, doesn't look too favorable. And then they host Pumas. And uh, the stat is, now John left. He left on cue. But yeah. Pumas has never won in Guadalajara. I, I, like in 30 years or something. See. So, I mean, and then they're, they're doing pretty bad right now. So, I mean, that's, that sucks for them. Uh, and <laughs> and the so, so, wait, wait. Then, then Chivas goes to America. So I mean, by by that classical, um, if Chivas hasn't done too good and America beats Chivas, they, they could probably end their season right there. That would be uh, Ronnie's dream. But the, could, 
And this, uh, this, this, these top teams are stacked though. Like they're doing, like Monterrey, America Tigres, are doing really well. And so even if Chivas were to get in the Giga, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. No, yeah, I think if they get Liga, no. Um, right now, obviously, Monterrey are favorites. I think America should also be favorites, even though Ron said that they're not. <laughs> uh, but Tigres, I, I think, I think for Chivas, though, if Chivas, if they can get into the Liga, you have to consider that a success, considering. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. The players they were missing, uh, either for the Gold Cup, the lack of preparation for the preseason, uh, injuries. Yeah, just that, overall that, bad start. Yeah, that's why it doesn't bother me that, or like I've seen some Chiva fans talking about hitting the panic, and it's like, what were you expecting, man? I, just just seeing how the preseason was unfolding, like it's kind of dumb to to not expect the team to struggle. You know, it's it's. Now, do you think um, if if Ronnie was on, um, I'm, 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 I'd be curious to see what he, what he thought about this, but. Do you think they're getting a pass? Wait, who's getting a pass? Chivas. Because uh, no, no. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's perfectly normal for given all the stuff that happened. Yes, normal. Yes, but like the expectations and the constant pressure and the constant um, uh, expectations to do well. So I'm sure he would. No, be Almeida, saying, well, this was America. Oh, this was, and that was Sami. Yeah, that they they yeah. I, it depends the coach. I, I also think it depends the coach because I mean, under the same conditions, if it was America after having won a doblete, you know, and then I, I think people would be more forgiving. Uh, so that's that's part of it. You know, the the team just won a couple championships, and we're talking about a team that have gone ten years of just you know try spell. So, I mean, I don't think the Chima fans should even complain or even be worried at this point. Now, do you think you still think he leaves uh, at the end of the season? If he gets a good offer, yeah. Going by what his agent's been saying, he's just waiting for a, a good offer to come along so that he could leave. But, but if it doesn't, then I could see him just staying because, you know, he's getting good money. And uh, he he could get a potential second vitrina, which would be at the club's World Cup. Yeah, I think he should stay. I said it before that uh, if he doesn't do well this uh, this season and next, there's no way he should take the national team. It's not looking that that he that he is going to do good. So let's let's look at uh. Let's look at Santos, Dan. We might be able to tell if they could turn the tide. I've lost hope for Santos, man. After watching them, even the, uh, well, the they're team. gonna have they're gonna have a bit more bumpy road. They, they host Toluca, then they they play away to Cruz Azul, then they host Necaxa, then they play away to Monterrey, and then uh. It, it finally gets a bit easy when they host Puebla and Chaflas. So I mean and then and then they go away to Querétaro. So the end of the season they could But they could they, easily they, lose they could to all those teams you just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. But if they pull a couple points and then 
finish strong because you you're well, this, playing this, a this bunch of weak crazy. teams. I mean, you you never know what. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they beat Monterrey. I mean, to be honest with you. Well, uh, are, are, well remember one of the seasons with uh, I think it was Travieso Guzman, and he had he had Tijuana, and they were like undefeated for like the first half of the season. They were like unbeatable at home. Yeah. And they were like a, they were like a runaway train, and everyone was like already talking about. They're pretty much giving them the campeonato already. Yeah, they didn't and even then, qualify. Yeah, and then the second half of the season, they just they just crashed pretty bad. And then we haven't heard of Travieso since. I don't think we've even seen him. I don't know what. Which, which is a shame. I actually think he's a underrated coach. I, he he's good. I I mean I I loved I loved his I, I loved him when he was with Santos. I thought he was great. Took us out of a relegation, got us a championship. He was he was good. Yeah, he's he's. But I feel like that do... about a, about a lot of coaches, you know. I mean, they, they he, granted, I mean that's a gigantic failure right there. Like, and and maybe that was the right decision to fire him. But 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 overall, I think some some coaches they they tend to they get labeled as bad coaches. But I mean, how are you going to be a good coach when you're Coaching Hawaris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty. I think Mexico, Mexican league, is something I've argued, and it's that like we don't value our own like the local talent, and even with like Mexico coaches, you end up you have someone like um, Tena won the Olympics. He won the he won uh, the last championship Cruz Azul had. He's he's the one that did it. He's just well experienced, and he can't get a job. And Leon didn't give him a fair shot, you know. I, I think if they would have held on to him, they they would be better off than they currently are. Uh, they they rather hire uh, Torrente, who was Bielsa's Uber driver, and 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 then you have like Galindo, you know, and another player that that was that was one I was going to mention, Galindo, yeah. you know, winner. Yeah, after he left Santos, he. he he couldn't find a job. He he was coaching, I think, a third division uh, team in the U.S. Uh, and now he's assistant. <laughs> Which I find kind of funny, you know. You you go back to the team you make campeones, but as the assistant, you know, he's setting up orange cones now. He used to <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's almost <laughs> beneath him behind the desk, and now he's just setting up the orange practice cones. Uh, so it, it kind of sucks, and, and and you have Travieso there that. You know, just a, a vast experience and everything, and, and can't find can't find the job, and uh, and and they keep bringing in these foreign coaches. And I'm not saying don't bring them, but a lot of them that they bring are inexperienced. And, and not to mention, a lot of these guys are given a lot more slack. Yeah, I mean, some do good, like like Almeida, obviously, but then you have the Torrentes and a host of others that. Well, Paco Jimenez right now. I mean, I mean, how many how many coaches get that much time? Yeah, he got a. <laughs> and to be and they, as combative as he is with the media and and they've been bringing all the players that he's he's needed. So, like, at what time, at what point are they actually held accountable? I mean, they, it just seems that they get a, a lot more benefit of the doubt. I don't know if it's maybe because they're investing more to begin with, and they're and they're just more expensive. So, they're like, hey, we're already paying this guy a lot of money. Let's just try to ride it out and maybe maybe they'll turn things around but it just seems that 
I mean, we talked about this. Uh, I mean, your, your your boy Chepo, dude, is is a prime example of how he was given less time uh, before he got the hook than than Almeida did, and, and oh, obviously Papa, that, Almeida that was, that was Palatino, benefited. Man. That was that was that was um that was wanting complete control. I mean, I, I don't think it was so much the results. Uh, I think I think that was just just the politics of of. Some dude came in and, you know, he he needed to be the shot caller, not not have the de la Torres. But I mean, just keep in mind that like America gave La Volpe a chance ahead of those guys, a guy who had already done, who had already like who'd basically done nothing for almost a decade, I guess. If not, does, has it been a decade oh, la, already? Yeah, yeah, La Volpe. Did. And he's still he's still trying to coach. Uh, last I heard, he got turned down for the Leon offer. He offered his services, and they said thank you, but no, no thanks. The other guy is Buse, and uh, from what I heard, they tried to shortchange him. They offered him less money, and Buse's King Midas, man. He's like, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna devalue myself. And he, he did give Querétaro a campeonato, uh, granted Copa MX, but. It's their first ever still, yeah, no, it's their championship. Only, their only silverware that they've ever won. Yeah, so that's like it's huge. For first division, yeah, yeah. So uh, it kind of sucks to see him, you know, not working. And, uh, but, but the, you know, and that's the thing because, like, if, if we don't give chance to our own coaches, like, no one else will, you know? You, you don't, because we don't see it. You, you don't see Mexicans. Coaches just showing up, you know, it's very rare. We've had like two, maybe two or three go to MLS, which was uh, De Los Cobos. And we had, uh, we had, uh, what's his name? Dude from Puebla. Um, Chelis. Chelis yeah. and, uh, and one more, I can't remember what the other guy was. Didn't last very long. But, uh, we, that's, I think ultimately we just need to have more, more, more of our players coaching. No, one thing that I do hope that we get, if and when some of these younger guys do win early, I hope that they try to go elsewhere and leave Mexico. That would be kind of kind of like what Aguirre did, where he he went to coach in Spain. Um, that I think that's another thing too that that. That I think uh, Mexican coaches. I mean, obviously they need to be more prevalent in Mexico, but but to seeing them coach in other leagues, I think that'll help as well. It, yeah, yeah, they need to try try their luck outside. Which which I think that's one of the reasons why more players should go to MLS because because you know ultimate then a lot of those are going to end up becoming coaches. Yeah. And uh, but that's that's I don't know if you guys heard Piojo and he was talking about going to Europe. Yeah, he still has that hope. Gosh, didn't didn't he get like quite a few offers right after the World Cup? He said Chile, n- not right after the World Cup, but sometime soon. Uh, he said Chile, and uh, I don't know what other team. But I heard him in an interview. 
I almost don't believe him. <laughs> like, I think he's got his dream gig. Yeah. And, and I think the only other is, like, he's got two dream gigs, and, and like, he, he's sitting in one of them, and then he got fired from, from, from for, for throat-punching a guy from his other uh, dream job. Um, he should go though, because I think um, I think he became like a a, a, a global uh, phenomenon on some level, you know, like especially during the World Cup. I mean, everybody uh, knew who he was. Yeah. So he became and, a very popular figure. I think uh, he he translates uh, his his energy translates well. Yeah, and I mean. The only guy we've had was Aguirre, and he did good. He he did good. You know his numbers weren't bad. He 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 took uh, he, he did really good with Osasuna. You know, took him to a cup Copa del Rey final. Uh, qualified him to European European Championship. I don't know which one. I forget. Hace años, he qualified Atletico because he he was part of the early revival of Atletico. Because uh, it's around the time Healy Hill died, uh, and he he got them back into the back into the Champions League, which they hadn't been for years. So I mean, he he's doing pretty good, and he got wrapped up in all that shenanigans, all the match fixing scandal. It's kind of yeah, tarnished I, him a bit. Yeah, I still don't really know the the the, the details of that one because I was I was actually excited when he. When he got named uh, the coach for for Japan, I thought uh, the way they went about choosing him made a lot yeah, of sense to me. And they fired him for that reason, for for that scandal stuff. They just didn't they didn't know what was going to happen, and they didn't back him up, so they let him go. Yeah, they didn't want to deal with the with whatever comes with that 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 cloud. But I definitely think that when they chose him, you know, they're like, you know, we, we look at, at at other teams that play in, in, in a way that we play like or want to play like, and, 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 and Mexico is like the team that that best covers that. And so, like, let's get him. I always thought that was – I always thought it made sense because I do think that our style of play, Mexico in particular, does look a lot like uh, South Korea and Japan. With the with the with a lot of passing. Oh man, yeah. But yeah, unfortunate for him that it, that he wasn't able to to see it to see see that one. Um, is he done now coaching? He he was in Qatar, I believe, and he won a cup. He won a cup tournament, and then he he decided to come back. I I, I don't know if he came back to to Spain or to Mexico, but he. He decided not to stay in the Middle East anymore. Um, not sure if he's retired, though. Yeah, he's getting up there. And and his name was cleared. The, the oh, Spanish, was it really? The, yeah, the Spanish court did the final ruling, and they found no one guilty. This was a match-fixing scandal in regards to getting a team or saving a team from relegation. So they're saying that he threw a result to help a team. Stay, yeah. And, uh, but they've 
they've they ruled in his favor, so let's see where he ends up next. So you this is recently recently resolved? Yeah, if I'm a CONCACAF team, I would I would go after I would go after El Vasco. You're like in Honduras, even like a Guatemala. Possibly Costa Rica. I think he's a good he's a good coach. He'll get it done. That's a step down. What? That's a step you, down. You go back to the World Cup, man. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, what's, he, what's he going to do, though? I mean, I think once you start coaching, to coach your, 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 your country's national team is one thing. But at least, I don't know, the, the typical pattern is you coach clubs and then you coach uh, national teams when you're kind of a – Toward the yeah. end of your coaching career, and I, th- and, and he's co- he, he did a ton of coaching uh, with clubs, and then, and I think him going back to Mexico and then going to Japan, I think that's a sign of him kind of pulling it back. No, but I mean it offers you more free time because that's one thing that he talked about. He talked about not having enough time or just missing having all this time with his family. And if you're a national team coach, you're afforded more free time because. It's every other month. Yeah. So you don't even have to stay in the country. And if you're nearby in like Central America, then it's like a, just what? Four-hour flight? So, I mean, I, I mean, why not? Plus, plus, it helps our image for having more coaches out there. I mean, you know, CONCACAF, there's more Colombians all over CONCACAF. And it's like, why can't it be us? Nothing against the cafeteros. But, I mean, this is our region, dude. We, we should but be yeah, dominating good for, it. Good we for them? Be, yeah, yeah, good for them. But, but yeah, I agree. It should be. Conca's our bitch. We should decide who, who's there, man. This is our hole. Someone else took it from us. But we should. We should have in, in, in just our presence, you know, and with other teams. I mean, it, it might bite us a bit in the ass as far as, like, how when the teams play Mexico. But, I mean, we shouldn't be worried just because the overall level of, of talent and quality, it's, it's, it's still to our favor. I think it just when you, when you see, so at least the impression that I get when I see the entire region being coached by Colombians, I'm thinking, wow, Colombia's producing a lot of good coaches. Yeah, I mean, because look, look, look at, like, when you look at Conmebol, and uh, you would have a couple of, couple of those national teams being coached by Argentines, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's like, we should be the same, you know? We, we shouldn't menospreciar some of these smaller teams. And, I mean, you, you get to take a team to the World Cup. That's That's not an everyday thing, you know? And that's one thing that um, I got to say, your chances are probably still better if you're in, in CONCACAF than in Comnable. Oh, dude, four, four tickets and uh, and a half a ticket. And it's going to be more now with, with the 48. You know, think of what that does to your resume. So, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you, you take it to and then you get another offer or a better offer. And all you have to do is be better than just. Yeah, like you said, be the fourth best team. So it's like if you assume that it's going to be Costa Rica, the U.S., and Mexico, it's like, all right, you're going to tell me like the the differences between those other teams is not it's not that great. 
Yeah. So I mean, we 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 should, man, and uh, you or you get a Jamaica or a Trinidad, you know. But I I think uh, there's one thing that we should, and by we I mean Mexican, you know, uh, should gun for to to have more control of the region, more influence, and and just showcase more our talent. Are they are they coming back for seconds? They're doing. They took our jars on the. They did. They did take our jars. Let's menospreciamos, man. We 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 thought they were beneath us, man. It, to be fair, uh, and, and I do think have... there's that sense of superiority still with some. Um, I personally think though that uh, it it would benefit all sides, just to. For for one, like if if a Mexican can make the, the 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 team better, better for them, good for them, and then good for Mexico too, because uh, if anything, that improves the the reputation. Well, yeah, I me. Mean, you it, remember, it, you remember just the Los Cobos when he was with uh, El Salvador. Yeah, and, uh, and he they played pretty good. I mean, they made it to the hexagonal. I don't think they've made it since. Uh, and and he had limited squad, but he had them playing pretty good. But yeah, I mean, you think Mexico, a Mexico coach team, and he takes them to the World Cup, that elevates the image right there automatically. Yeah, and you, Aguirre, yeah, Aguirre has two World Cups already under his belt. He's been bombero, so I mean, dude, if I'm if I'm Honduras, if I'm maybe Guate, or, or I'll take a chance with him, man. He knows the region. He knows he knows the main teams. Just let them work, you know, because I, I know that's probably one of the hard part to win over the fans because I know sometimes there's a bit of like, you know, they, they might, they still see Mexico as the enemy. But if they see that you're working good and, uh, you know, ultimately the, the fans will give in like with the Los Cobos because I thought there might be hostility and, and he was well liked. Especially after they beat Mexico, well, I think. But at, at the end of the day, <laughs> the, the reason you get that 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 such that fierce hate, it's because they're obviously are used to getting beat and and having Mexico be the best. So it's it's not like they're unaware that like, I mean, in the region, Mexico still is uh, the 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 team that everybody strives to beat, even ahead of the U.S. even now. I, I don't think um, – I think it's still, like, while the hate is real, I think it's based on, on respect, though, if that makes any sense. Anywho. Well, guys, I'm not sure. We've probably been at it for about two hours now. Uh, it's probably, now is probably yeah. a good time uh, to <laughs> end, this, end this sucker. So um, – but uh, Beto, Joel, thank you for joining us, and John as well. Uh, my name is Daniel Preciado. Thank you for tuning in for another edition of uh, the Cantina Mekis podcast. Please join us next week, where hopefully John will be back um, doing this, uh, hosting uh, Justice, as well as uh, the, the, the toys that he has, because I'm missing... You know, it's, it's not the same hosting without the drops. Uh, Oh, <laughs>
That's our, yeah. fi- that's our final uh, outro music. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, how, how can Dan get the drops? Does he need a computer program? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have to sort that out for maybe uh, next time. But uh, anyways, uh, thank you everyone for joining us. Um, please, uh, if uh, we'll be on uh, next Thursday, like always, and our episodes are available on iTunes. And what else, Beto? On Google? Google Play. Google Play. Or app you have for listening to uh, podcasts. And then hopefully soon, the World Soccer Index. Ooh, yeah. We got our we got our pinkies crossed there. Yeah, we're looking at that. So there is that. So uh, for the Cantina Mekis podcast, good night. Mm-hmm.